St. Dominic's Catholic Church in San Francisco presents a homily by Father Christopher Wetzel on November 8, 2020, the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. Today's Gospel is taken from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 24, verses 42a and 44, proclaimed by Father Christopher Wetzel. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them. But the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight there was a cry, Behold the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. But the foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. The wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. There are many frightening passages in the Bible. Who is not filled with dread when you read in the book of Daniel of a great beast who is exceedingly terrible with its teeth of iron and claws of bronze, which devoured and broke men into pieces and stamped the residue with its feet. Things get much worse in the book of Revelation. John writes, I saw, and behold, a pale green horse, and its rider's name was Death, and Hell followed him. 
and they were given power over a fourth of the earth to kill with the sword, and with famine, and with pestilence, and by wild beasts of the earth. This is frightening. It even makes 2020 look like a picnic in the park. But there's a line in today's gospel that fills me with an even greater dread than this. Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Why is this so dreadful? Well, Jesus tells us that this parable is about the kingdom of heaven. So the elements of the parable tell us something about what that kingdom is like. All of the virgins are those who have kept themselves pure, who have all lighted their lamps and wait for the bridegroom, the Lord, who is long delayed. Well, we are those virgins who await for the bridegroom with the lamps of faith lit in our lives. We await Christ our Lord, who is delayed, but whose second coming we longingly await. All of the virgins fall asleep, and all of us will fall asleep in death one day. But five of the foolish virgins were not prepared, and so when the bridegroom comes unexpectedly at midnight, they are not ready, and so do not enter the wedding feast with him. What is this wedding feast? Is it not heaven? The virgins pound on the door, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. And now hear again those chilling words. Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. How dreadful it would be to hear God, the Lord of heaven, who created all of us in his image and likeness, say those words to us. I do not know you. I do not recognize you. I do not see my image in you. On November 1st, we celebrated the Feast of All the Saints. And yesterday we celebrated, as Dominicans, the Feast of All Dominican Saints. And we have this church that celebrates them in stained glass. We have Dominican Saints, this uh, North Transept, and the South Transept. We've got some apostles and lining the nave, all sorts of saints from throughout the ages. They're up there in those windows because we recognize in them image of God. We see God's love shining clearly like the light shining through the stained glass windows. But what about everyone else who has died? Are they then like the foolish virgins who are doomed to darkness by their sins? St. Paul, writing to the Thessalonians, knows that they are worried also about death, particularly about the fate of those who have died before Christ's second coming. And he assures them, and thus, if we believe that Jesus rose from the dead, died and rose, so too will God through Jesus bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself, with a word of command, the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God, come down from heaven 
and the dead in Christ will rise. And so, on November 2nd, we all prayed in hope for all of the faithful departed, for all of the dead, that they will rise with Christ. And tomorrow, we're going to offer on the, the celebration of all the Dominican deceased, um, a Dominican solemn requiem mass here in this church. And you're invited to join us via the live stream tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. So we have hope with St. Paul. But what was it that those foolish virgins lacked? Their lamps, as I've said, symbolize the light of their faith. They believe that the bridegroom will come, and so they are waiting for him, just as the, the, the wise virgins. So what does the oil represent? What is the fuel with the light of faith that the foolish virgins run out of? And more importantly, what do we need in our lives to fuel and nourish our faith? When we grow tired and feel that God is too long in coming, we should listen to the first reading again. Resplendent and unfading is wisdom, and she is readily perceived by those who love her and found by those who seek her. Wisdom, the love of wisdom, is the oil that keeps the light of faith burning brightly in our lives. There are many forces in the world that would seek to extinguish our faith, to blow out our zeal, to attack our faith. And stubbornness of will can only get us so far. When life is hard and the glamour of worldly things grows and God seems absent from our hearts, like the bridegroom long delayed, our faith can falter and sputter like a candle going out. And it is then that wisdom comes to our aid. So what is wisdom? Wisdom is the consideration of the highest cause. It's seeing the big picture. It's grasping the whole of the situation. The wise virgins consider the highest cause, in this case, namely the bridegroom. He'll come when he comes. And so they bring extra oil. And this is worldly wisdom, like the Boy Scouts and their motto, be prepared. But the wisdom that feeds our faith goes deeper than worldly wisdom because it considers an even higher cause namely God himself, whom we can't even begin to grasp or surround. And because of this, unlike worldly wisdom, we cannot acquire it by human effort or by human study. Wisdom is rather a gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit that enables us to judge according to divine truth. And this judgment is not merely an intellectual virtue that lets us answer catechism questions correctly. No. This divine wisdom 
There's a change that happens within us, in the core of our being, so that we know divine truth in our very nature, in what we are. In other words, when God looks at the soul that has wisdom, he sees and recognizes his own love there, his own image. And he says, truly I know you, for I see myself in you. So how do we seek this wisdom if it's a gift? First, desire the gift. Whoever watches for wisdom at dawn shall not be disappointed. So watch carefully for her in all the aspects of your life, particularly when big and weighty and important topics come up. When conversations turn philosophical, when you're discussing the value of human life and the shape of society or the very nature of reality, ask, how does God understand this? What would Jesus, who died and rose from the dead, have to say about this? Second, make a prayer of hope. If you want a gift, you should ask for it. Ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find. So reflect upon God as the highest of all causes, as the one who loved the world into being, who loved you into existence. And then ask him for wisdom. And finally, practice love. Because wisdom is the fruit of charity. It is the fruit of love because the highest cause that we can consider is God, who is love. And so love unites us to God. If you truly love someone, anyone, for their own sake, not because of what they can give to you or do for you, then God will look at you and see his love in your heart. He will see and know himself in you. And he will say, Amen. I say to you, I know you.